Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Nerd Soup. I am Bo Oliver, joined here today with Aaron, the Nerd Soup Monkey, and we are back to review Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 3, Power Broker. And sorry, no clips on this episode because Disney came with the old blockaroo. They like doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that goofy? Yeah. It should, do a, it should have been Mickey. He's the one in charge. He's the head honcho. You think Mickey does his dirty work? Goofy's the enforcer. <laughs> it's his dog. <laughs> but he's a cow. Goofy? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Goofy's a dog. Mm. But yes, we are back for another episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Long title, even longer acronym, it feels like. <laughs> but I think episode three, the episodes are getting better. Episode one, wasn't too thrilled about it. Episode two, I enjoyed it more. This was easily the best episode of the season so far. I think a major problem with this show, not a major problem, but it's a movie. It's very much a movie. And it feels like breaks rather than ends of episodes. Because this ending, I didn't expect the credits to start rolling. It's like, okay, keep talking. They yeah. just stopped abruptly in the middle of a of a spy mission, essentially. Yeah. No, the, um, I think this is definitely the best episode of the season. And I think the two best parts of the episode were, had nothing to do with Falcon or the Winter Soldier. or Sharon Carter or Ed Zemo. Zemo came out the pen dripping, man. I need to get that coat. That is a fresh coat. Yeah. The coat and the mask combination just... The dance it wasn't moves. even that his... Yeah, the dance moves, of course. I think he was better than this than he was in Civil War in one episode. I think th- this episode gave him more personality. Yeah. I uh, think in Civil War, you didn't really need it because he already had so many personalities. Mm-hmm. But I didn't expect this. I didn't expect to come out of this loving the character. Well, I was like... <laughs> I was... I was, I was I enjoyed hope- him. I was hopeful. I'm like, please go back with them because I like him being an ally to them. <laughs> because I think that we kind of theorized last episode knowing his... Um, view on super soldiers that there was going to be some sort of alignment and obviously that complicates things because you know he is a terrorist and he did brainwash Bucky Wakanda's not thrilled about it as we saw at the end but he's still just like I don't know if he's likable he's just a good character he's like a thoughtful very progressive individual who loves Marvin Gaye. Is also a geopolitical terrorist who yeah. massacred hundreds of people in Civil War. Yeah, that was also very funny. When It's like complete, comprehensive. It's a masterpiece, James. <laughs> Falcon's like, uh, he's, he's right. He's like, you keep a lid on it, but yeah, you know, he's got a point. Yeah. I felt bad for Bucky there. He's like, I like, you know, classic pop. Frank Sinatra, <laughs> the Rat Pack. Come on, man. It's my era. Back when music was music. Back when music was music 80 years ago. <laughs> well, I also really enjoyed Falcon and Bucky in this episode. No, they I would were agree good. that Zemo and Sharon were definitely the best parts. But That fight scene was incredible. Oh, the Bucky one? No, the Sharon, Sharon Carter yeah, one. Yeah, no, the Sharon Carter. They she gave was her the fucking people up. Yeah, it reminded me of Black Widow, you know, in the beginning of Civil yeah. War when she's just fucking kneeing everybody into trucks and shit. A lot of like... like uh locks i like that too i had to play the part of the winter soldier where it was like yeah kind of revisiting yeah that speaking of which that's a fun place to be i want to go there (laughs) yeah and they talked about how pirates it was a pirate sanctuary and now it's just a place for for villains and you would think super villains as well yes you have zemo strolling in with the winter soldier and like you said they played it beautifully bringing back the score yeah well Falcon didn't play it too good. You shouldn't have answered that call. Put your phone on silent. That Who shit. has their phone on, on loud Dude, these days? when he complained about looking like a pimp and Zemo was like, <laughs> of course, an African-American who's uh, forward thinking when it comes to fashion, they would accuse him of being a pimp. <laughs> I started laughing out loud, dude. He's a woke king. He's a woke king. <laughs> and then he had to drink the fucking the snake shot. I, I thought Falcon not being able to play it cool was, that was humorous. Yes. <laughs> he picks up the phone from his sister. Yeah, at the bank where he laundered so much money. 
<laughs> I, I thought because Anthony Mackie can play that character. He can play the kind of sly and, you know, shady character. And I, I thought that's what they were going to let him do. But there was a contrast there because, I mean, the episode begins with Bucky not telling him that he broke Zemo out of prison. And Sam is furious. So there you go. There's Sam kind of showing why he was chosen to be the next Captain America by Steve. And then you see why Bucky can't, because he's still very much a gray, stealthy type of hero. Right. He'll, he'll, he's willing to break the law to do what he thinks is right. And he doesn't consider himself an Avenger, even though they called him that last episode. He kind of, he, he says to Falcon that you're the Avenger. There's some misinformation here, because you would think Villain Island would be aware of what happened to him. But he strolls back in as Winter Soldier, and they're like, oh, shit, he's back. Yeah, he coming in with Zemo. I mean, they probably know what Zemo did to him, so they probably... But the cops are like, no, nah, he's an Avenger. Yeah. So there's some misinformation here being spread. But yeah, speaking of Captain America, I mean, we see a little bit more of John Walker, and he seems to be... I think that's the avenue for him to be the antagonist, is him, like, self-conscious that he... People don't take him seriously as Captain America, because you see the lack of respect he gets. No one's spitting in the face of Steve Rogers. Right. Yeah, and he says, do you know who I am? And the guy's like, yeah, no no shit, you're Captain America. You got the outfit and the shield. But he's not really Captain America. No, no, and it, goes, it just goes to show that there's a gap between their skills as superheroes because now he just decides to track Sam and Bucky because you could see throughout the episode that they're just 10 steps ahead of these two, mm-hmm. that they they just don't have the experience. You know, he talked about in episode two that he just wants to do the job, and yeah, he's not even good at the job. And I'm wondering if they're going to introduce us to more shady figures that are controlling John Walker, and if their plan is to give him the superhero, the super soldier serum. Right. And then maybe Sam's like, okay, well now I gotta take it as well. I think I think both of them, or one of them, is definitely going to be enhanced. Yeah, Hopefully well, it's Sam. Well, there's 20 vials, right? And Zemo killed the engineer, so... Yeah, Dr. Nagal. Mm-hmm. Another interesting revelation that he was working on this serum before Thanos came along <laughs> and dusted him into nothing. And then five years later, he returns, he goes to Madripoor, and he completes his serum. And we already have five super soldiers. And like you said, there's 20 vials. They stole the rest. So there could be possibly 15 still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, he was killed, of course, by Zemo. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting with the Flag Smashers because... You know, Carly's someone that, like, her intentions seem to be good, but the way she's going about it, like, it's almost, it's one of those situations where, you know, she can make points, but sometimes, you know, she goes a little too extreme, and there's no moral restrictions to fulfill her ideologies, and she's willing to do what it takes to get back to what it was uh, when the blip happened, which is a borderless world. A united world. It's uh, for all of the characters that operate in the Captain America movies. There's always a question of their morals. They they have to be morally flexible. Uh, even Steve, how many times has he been on the run from the government when he felt like the government wasn't doing the right thing? But it, it's always harder when you're not an Avenger, when you're just some no name terrorist. Well, even that with- feels that they have to go to these lengths to achieve what they believe was a better world. So. Like you said, it feels like there is a humanity to that character, and I think we'll we'll start to see that in the next in the second half of the season. Yeah, even with like Sharon Carter too, we see how she was affected by what they did in Civil War. Uh, she took the shield, and while Falcon and even Bucky gets redeemed, like I think she was being disingenuous. She seems like she, she likes. I think she's working with someone though, because at the end of the episode, yeah. I think she's tracking them. I think she likes the criminal life. 
<laughs> she she embraced it. Yeah. See, the way that she played a criminal is what I thought they were going to do with Falcon, where you could tell that there's there's been a toll on her over these mm-hmm. five years, being on the run, being around these people, having to adapt and survive. Um, but I wonder if she's just playing the part because she is a master spy. That's been her character since the very beginning, right? She pretends to be Captain America's neighbor. All of a sudden, she's a fucking S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Mm-hmm. Now she's saying, oh, I've been on the run, I've been on the run, but at the end, she was with someone Yeah, in a fancy car. So what is she up to? I don't know if you can believe that, but it was an interesting uh, wrinkle to the episode, definitely. Right. Just thinking about her experiences. Yeah, her view on, I guess, the Avengers and superheroes is was pretty funny, too, when she starts shitting on Bucky and Falcon and everything. Yeah, no, she basically tells Sam, like, you obviously don't believe in being a hero, and Bucky still does. And we even see that confrontation in the plane when Bucky tells Sam that it's a crazy world and that shield means a lot to me and it means a lot to a lot of people. And obviously we, we don't get introduced, but they talk about the power broker a little bit, and... He seems to be the head honcho in this city, and I guess... Yeah, he was the one sponsoring the uh, the research by Dr. Nagal. Right, and they even say to Flag Smashers that he's going to come to them now because there's no more serums left, and they have the last of the remaining. So. Right, yeah, she got that, Carly got that text in the last episode that you stole what's mine, and we had to come and kill you. I'm, I'm assuming this is a character that does go back to the comics. I wonder what his intentions are with the super soldier serum. Is it just as simple as he wants it as a way to, I guess, expand his power and his influence, or is there something more at play here? It could be like a displaced Hydra agent, because that seems to be a heavy Hydra presence in that area. Yeah, it could be a whole, just a whole host of individuals, and um, I'm very excited to see who that is, if it's a character that we've already seen. I'm just waiting for different cameos. I mean, we had the IO cameo at the end. It's White Vision. Right, yeah. Um, who was tracking um, Zemo. Because once again, I mean, like we mentioned in the beginning of the review, he, she's tracking Zemo because he killed King T'Chaka. Sam says it in the episode. So this is a guy, <laughs> even though we enjoyed him, we thought he was funny and kind of charming and deadpan. Hit That's, that fist bump. He hit that fist bump in the club. But yeah, I'm expecting, uh, just because of WandaVision, I'm expecting more cameos. I'm like, who who are the individuals that they're hiding Mephisto in this world? Mephisto is yeah. the power broker. Mephisto, it could be. He does have power. I wonder what, if we're going to get any other characters from Wakanda or the Black Panther movies. People were speculating maybe this was supposed to be Chadwick Boseman. Um, and this is a character, I mean, she made a very lasting impression in Civil War when she tells Black Widow, move or you will be moved, and then she never does anything in any of the subsequent movies. But she's back now. And What's her name? Ayo. So those Wakandans can fight, man. Uh, four players right now traveling together. Well, three. Sam, Bucky, and Zemo. It's a big three. And now you bring in her. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of kicks. A lot of people getting kicked into things. But talk about Zemo, man. The, here we go. This is Zemo from the comics, right? The supervillain. He can fight a little bit. He can yeah, think he on his feet. Yeah, he was looking smooth, man. I think they were even shocked. They looked at him and like, oh, I didn't know Zemo had that in him. Right. And well, they told him, they were like, hey, don't do that again. Thanks for saving us, but don't even think about it. Yeah. Um, and even the revelation that he's rich. When Sam goes, oh, before all the supervillain shit, you were loaded? He's like, I'm a baron, son. <laughs> had the had the jet, had Jeeves. Alfred. Yeah, yeah. Serving the smelly food. They don't get none of the good stuff. That was a funny prison break, too. <laughs> Just slips right out, man. Yeah, it was smooth. And I'm very interested to see him going forward. I kind of want, like, there's no avenue, I think, where he just gets off scot-free, but I, I kind of, I always like that. I mean, Loki fucking 
brought war to New York, and you know, no, I think that people thought he was he, he got a pass. It's way better him as an ally than using him as a villain because you get these these great interactions between heroes and villains. But I think his character at the end of the season could be in a situation where he finds himself free, mm-hmm. where he is pulling some strings behind the scenes as he is helping Sam and Bucky to make sure that his record is wiped clean. I mean, the things that he did are pretty unforgivable. Like, you can't yeah. imagine he'll be pardoned. He's not even a U.S. citizen, so that doesn't matter. It's kind of like an international law type of deal, which is <laughs> you need to pardon from, like, Iron Man. <laughs> um, well, he, like... But I think he like he'll find himself in another movie. There, following this show. There were a couple times when I thought he was just going to like escape was when he grabbed the gun and at the end. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously, when he started going off when he put on the mask, I'm like, "Okay, here's his play." Because when even when he opens put the, on the mask, so they don't notice the stuntman. Yeah, ex- right, exactly. Um when he finds the car, yeah, you think that there's a possibility he's going to drive away. He was a team player, man. He really was a team player. He's a great actor, too. I mean... He is a fantastic actor. And Glorious Bastards is one of my favorite movies, and he's pretty great in that, too. So. <laughs> yeah. His delivery throughout this episode had me laughing out loud several times. I did not expect him to be this funny. I thought he was going to be sinister and manipulative, but no, like I said, he's just he's having fun. Like I mentioned before, I, I want to see Falcon take that serum, so... Where's his suit? Could have been useful. Those off the, uh, the vibes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to play the part there. But I really want Falcon to take that serum, man. And especially because... He needs it. He's been handling He's been holding his uh, own. It's, it's, it's different when you got the serum. Dr. Nagal says in, uh, in, in this episode that the serum is perfected. Right. They're not, they don't have the effects like Steve Rogers grew and got massive, where these are keeping their own bodies, but everything else is enhanced. I kind of would want the Steve Rogers body, but that's just me. Well, you have to work for it with this serum. You still have all the <laughs> advantages. Of it, but you wonder if the people that take the serum are a bit stronger than a character like Bucky, because mm. we saw that the way that he was handled by those characters, it was three on one. Right, there's only three more episodes left, so we're gonna start getting some endgame type plot developments. And but you mentioned that you felt like there was just something missing from the show, and I think that's what it is. It's not a show; it's being told like a movie, except they're just stopping it. I at, think at different intervals. It'd be like if they release a Snyder Cut the way they wanted to. It just doesn't make sense. Well, I think the espionage thriller really, that aspect really took off this episode. Where right. I, I didn't really feel it in the first two, but this one was the first, like, because I, I was expecting a lot more Winter Soldier, the movie type vibes to it. And I think this is the first episode that really, really delved into that type of genre and especially with a lot of the action sequences and a lot of the developments of trying to figure out what the next move is yeah i would agree with that this is the first episode that really felt like the winter soldier where they're on the run kind of Mm -hmm. and they've got people chasing them they've got good guys and bad guys and they don't know which is which and everyone's got their different motivations a bit more complex than than winter soldier but that's why i wish we could just get right into the next episode because it, j- it feels like abrupt cuts at the end of these episodes like you're supposed to watch them one after the other after the other but yeah one division like, definitely felt more episodic without a doubt um but like you said it is picking up here so i'm excited for episode four excited to see how it ends and enjoying the long run times enjoying the action but invincible comes first sorry <laughs> i might switch it up i'll i'll, I'll alternate got to be good to good to the kids yeah can't play favorites 
Well, would you look at that? It's finally over. Hey guys, Bo Oliver here for one final send-off. Now, before I beg you guys to like and share this video, I'd like to thank our very special Patreon pledgers. We are very proud of the community we've been able to build here at NerdTube, and it would not have been possible without our Patreon supporters. You guys are the true MVPs of this channel. Everything I've said, you keep the fridge full, you keep the lights on. There aren't enough words to thank you guys, but we'll do it anyway. Thank you. And we have a few videos coming up that have been suggested to us by Patreon pledgers. My Hero Academia, Neon Genesis Evangelion, and Full Metal Alchemist will be reviewed by Marissa, and yours truly, and Castlevania, which will be reviewed by Marissa and Aaron. And if you'd like to consider donating to our Patreon page, you can visit patreon.com slash and check out some of the rewards we offer to our listeners. And really, we'd like to thank everyone who takes the time out of their day to watch our videos. Patreon pleasure or not, your support is what keeps us motivated to keep giving the world our opinions on movies and TV shows and video games and pop culture, even though no one asked for it. We're still here, we're still yapping, and we hope you continue to join us. I'm Bo Oliver and I support this message.